Listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage. Join Gupshup CEO Berud and VP for Marketing Srini and an array of guests for conversations about conversations. This is the Gupshup Conversational Messaging Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conversational Messaging Podcast. In today's episode, we spoke to Rumi Ambasta, who's the Director of Brand Marketing at The Man Company, and Srinivas Vijayaraghavan, who's the VP of Marketing at Gupshop. And in this conversation, we dove deep into how to use messaging within chatbots to create a more personal connection with your customers. Rumi shared her thoughts and processes on how exactly she approaches humanizing the conversation between a chatbot and a customer. If you're at all interested in improving and scaling your conversations with customers, this podcast will truly be helpful. And it's an action-packed episode. So without further ado, here's the conversation for you. So Rumi, I'd like to start by asking you the question about the major marketing problem statement at the man company. And if you could also just touch on at a high level, the customer journey that your customers and audiences go through from all the way from awareness to actually becoming customer and then retention. We are a D2C brand and we are into men's grooming. Men's grooming is something that is pretty niche, pretty nascent. So five years ago, you wouldn't have heard a lot of men's grooming companies, right? Because the demand wasn't there. But as and when the awareness and the education of the importance of grooming has shifted from being pure vanity to actually something that is important for your day-to-day life, whether it is personal or professional, because all of us are spending so much more time on uh, Zoom calls, Google Meets, that you need to look good even if you're not physically present. Same thing goes with dating also. So more and more men are realizing it. They're coming into the fore and the numbers speak about itself, the way exponentially that men's grooming category is growing. So I think the major challenge that is still there, while I might add that it wasn't so much six years ago because there was zero awareness, But now that awareness is happening, I need to escalate this whole education and awareness and getting more and more men into the fold of understanding what importance of men's grooming really is. The second part of it is actually creating your own unique voice because men have been consuming a lot of products. So whether it's from gaming to technology to sports to entertainment, in all of this, when grooming also needs to become a very important category to consider there are big mncs entering into men's grooming there are so many startups into men's grooming so even that does become a major challenge again and that is something that i think on an everyday basis we are learning and we are sharpening the edges as we say it the second part of it is see for any d2c company retention is always a problem every time You can't go out, dig new holes and draw water. You dig one and then you need to make sure that, you know, the well is empty before you move on to the other. But it gets difficult because, again, everything goes back to the root cause of awareness. So when you're on the curve of awareness, you have to dig so many wells before you actually land into the right one. But when you do, retention then becomes something that is extremely important. So the churn rate is high. But how do you control that? We are a digitally native brand by heart. But we are definitely an omni-channel now. 
So then this messaging, this awareness from every media becomes even more crucial. Awesome. And and Srinivas, I wanted to come to you with this question, kind of expanding off of what Rumi was saying, that it takes a lot of awareness and informing a lot of men in, in her particular audience base about these products and about what they can do, and then using those products and messaging as a way to retain those customers. Could you talk a little bit about the importance of messaging between the brand, especially an e-commerce brand, and the end audience at every stage of this journey? We at Gupshop, we work with a lot of brands that provide personal care services and products to their consumers. It's a very consultative process. Sometimes people know what's good for them and they go and they buy what they want. But sometimes all you have is a certain characteristics of your hair, of your skin or your body type. So in that scenario, messaging becomes really important because there's a lot of two-way exchange between a person and the brand. If you go to a store, you'll probably do it with one of the beauty experts who are around there. But when you're talking about a D2C brand, uh, you have to take this process and you have to digitize it and humanize it in a way where the consumer is also getting the feeling that they're being heard and they're being understood. So messaging plays a really important role here because you are then able to provide a personalized consultation to hundreds and thousands of men in the case of the man company who are seeking advice on, okay, you have the suite of products. This is what I'm looking for. Absolutely. How many men out there really understand what is the difference between an oily skin and a combination skin for that matter? Or how many men really understand if I want to grow the beard, what is the right approach for proper nourishment? We do get a lot of teenagers asking us who are 15 years old that I get patchy beard, what do do I do? Then the consultation does not really become about talking about the product, but also about counseling in that sense that you're 15. So then in that case, your CRM department or even that advisor who is standing at my exclusive brand outlet, which we now have, have to be trained in a much more sensitive fashion to understand these questions, understand where it's coming from, what is at the heart of it, and then mold your conversation, mold your content in such a way that is more appetizing to the person who is asking you. You cannot just say, hey, you're 15, what sense does that make? You can't do that because that boy is coming to you with an actual problem and that is coming from a very, very strong cultural nuances of what men are taught to do. So then you need to understand all of that and design your conversation in such a way that he understands. So it becomes extremely crucial for a D2C brands like ours because you are talking to all kinds of men, different age, different region, different language. And you are talking to them not just on online, you're talking to them on offline, you're talking to them on your DMs, on your social media. So your conversation in all the spaces need to be need to have the same tonality or the same language. So uh, Rumi, you're saying that These consultations are crucial and this two-way messaging between your audience and your team is crucial to make sure that they actually feel that you're helping them and not just selling to them. How are you and your team scaling that process of conversations? How are you personalizing this entire connection between the audience and your team? So data plays a huge role here because we have a very robust customer database. There is a lot of insights coming to us, then the job is of the marketer to 
cull out actionable insights from that and enrich not just your physical people standing in offline, but also your chat, your bots. You need to be a customer-centric brand to actually progress. There has to be a lot of self-awareness that you may not have all the right answers right now as a marketer, but the customers out there will be teaching you a lot of new things. So you need to stay open with all this knowledge that is coming from every medium possible. Lately, because of the education and awareness, we have started getting men who used to ask us about what do I do about patchy beard to people coming and asking us about hyperpigmentation. Can you imagine the leap that has happened because of so much of content that is out there? So many content creators and celebrities and sports and all these people are talking about hyperpigmentation. People are coming and asking us about whiteheads and asking us about chafing. I'm blown away with the kind of progress that I am noticing from a marketing point of view, that the kind of communication of the content that I was putting out, and then I had to also make my content more and more intelligent because my customer is becoming intelligent. So my bot needs to become intelligent. My The last mile person needs to become more intelligent. So there is a very strict training that all my last mile advisors go through because this kind of control will absolutely make sure that What is there in your brand book actually gets translated to that person who's talking to people on a daily basis. Everybody needs to be constantly taught about the way women cosmetics, you know, have already progressed. We need to get there. And I think super fast that too. Srinivas, Rumi said because of her audience becoming more intelligent, their bots need to become more intelligent along with that. And that's a very interesting point about how their actual online D2C chat has to improve because of her audiences are learning more about the space. Could you expand on this point and, and how teams can possibly scale this sort of messaging between their audience and their brand? Sure. And I think what Rumi touched upon is the classic omni-channel customer experience that a D2C brand needs to build, irrespective of whether someone is sort of discovering your website through search or some advertising, or a friend has recommended them. There are various starting points where consumers can start their journey. So it's important for you to map that entire experience that if a particular demographic is coming in, uh, what are typically the questions that they may have? And then those questions you need to have answers for. And if you find that the questions are also changing or evolving over time, then whether you're answering it manually through your staff at the store, or you're updating your website, or the chatbot on your messaging app, that needs to also happen in a continuous fashion. Which is why when you use a chatbot, you do get metrics of how many questions you are able to resolve without you know having to go to a live agent. So that also gives you an indication of how well your bot is performing and with respect to the questions that you've already trained the bot to answer. But given the evolving nature of some of the consumer behavior, especially in these spaces, the consumers are also educating themselves so much we sort of call this the dark funnel where even before they come to your website even before they have their first touch point with you they're already doing their research through some means but the minute someone comes into one of your touch points be it a store or a website or a mobile app or a whatsapp app or an instagram the goal should always be from a point of view of the customer experience journey to move them into a two-way conversation especially in a business like this where you have a lot of questions, it's consultative, you're kind of a beauty therapist come counselor 
become product specialists. So, and bots have to evolve over time. They're leading indicators from your data that you collect from the bot that you understand how many queries you're able to solve, how many unresolved queries are out there. And then you start training your, your bot. Rumi, how do you make sure that the messaging is humanized? How do you make sure that it doesn't seem like a bot is speaking to you, but it's as if you're actually having a consultation with a human? It has been challenging because the products that you're selling here, it's not like appliance where there are specific instruction of how to install it and how to use it. It's a product that you're going to apply daily and it totally depends on the skin type, hair type, the beard type, body type of the person because the products are going to work or not work on various parameters. Sometimes the product just doesn't work for you because genetically your body is not designed probably for that product to work on your skin. Or maybe you're going through some other medical or dermatological issues which you may may not be aware of. So there are a lot of dynamic conversations here. So constantly when we are getting all these intelligence, we have to, on a daily basis, keep the bot infused with all this knowledge because the customer journey of the bot that we have created, if this is the problem that this person comes with, first ask these five questions. And then what if none of those apply? Then what is the situation? If he says A, then there are again five things that one needs to answer so that we can totally understand by the end of it that do I need to even tell this person to use a product or actually go to a dermatologist. But in my earlier example, what if you learn that actually once you start asking questions and you learn the boy is actually 15, do you really push your product then in that case? No, but it happened. And then we had to put in all these contexts into the bot so that next time the person asks, hey, what's your age? Start from there. People do come and ask us now about beard rough. It has become a very common part of a grooming vocabulary. So then... I'm learning that. I'm teaching bot that so that the bot understands you don't confuse beardruff with dandruff. Don't start going on a different tangent and talking about hair because the customer is like, hey, you don't know anything. I'm going to go here because I'm already bored. <laughs> right? So it's a constant, very, very dynamic, volatile process. Yeah, I think one of the emerging areas of content writing is actually writing for bots because what you're talking about is humanization at scale. So it's really important we talk about empathetic AI. The empathy has to come out in the way uh, the bot is responding. And that's he was referring to something like that. Let's say a young lad is on their site. And what you need to do is you need to guide the young man instead of sort of leading him down a path where he should not be going on, right? And it's also about how you engage with your consumer. So the way you write your scripts, the way you write your questions, the way you uh, write your answers not just in one language, which is English, but how that comes across in other vernaculars is extremely important. So in that regard, what I initially realized that when you give the job of writing content for a bot to a writer, a writer will write with a lot of flair, which is not very conversational, which is very byline or very advertising talk. And because I am not a writer, I took it upon myself to write it. Because if I'll write it, I'll write it like a layperson to keep it very casual, to keep it conversational, to keep it easy and light. And I think right. that's what will make it the bot more human. Since anyway, that's the goal. I completely agree with that. Shrinivas, you were saying that you have found that in the next few years, this will actually become a role, content writing for bots. 
Is there anything that you think folks should keep in mind while writing these scripts? This whole area is called conversational comp. That's the big trend that's coming. So you take the entire life cycle of a consumer from product discovery to this consultative period to the actual transaction checkout buying of the product and then tracking it to delivery then giving feedback about the product that i bought it it's meeting my requirements great so can you contribute a feedback on this particular website or it's not working for you let me see how i can help you out with this and today you also have apps like whatsapp giving you the whatsapp commerce capability where you can set up your entire catalog for example if you're a brand that is doing a lot of sms marketing you can't take the same sms copy and just put it on whatsapp and say that okay instead of sending mass smss i'm going to just send mass whatsapp that doesn't work it's a complete paradigm shift in the way you look at creating content what is the personality of your brand what is the the tone of voice of your brand how would you want the brand to communicate the way you train a sales person in your store is the way you have to train a writer and finally that's the way you have to train your bot as well so if we keep that in mind and use that as a smell test and i think bots are going to start reading a lot more humanistically than they are today so when we were writing all these content conversation one thing that was very clear in our head that whoever comes and talk to tmc there is a certain feel that he or she should leave with and that comes from your brand book which teaches you what is your brand language what is your brand personality what is your brand tone and what are your brand values everything really starts from there so we made a set of keywords coming from our values that has to be the first greeting because the first greeting is always like a mirror of what your brand stands for we are a gentleman's brand for the modern day gentleman in one sentence that's how we like to define ourselves so our whatsapp whichever chat platform right the very first greeting is always is to the tune of hello fellow gentlemen what can i do for you today and in the end is always something like thank you so much for starting your grooming journey with us and your fellow gentlemen from tmc so this whole packaging of how you greet and how you leave off the way your conversations is made it has to be very gentlemanly because that's what the personality is and a person when he's talking to me and when he is probably looking at some communication piece that has gone out from tmc on valentines or international men's day with a celebrity or not he should be left with the same feeling when he's talking to a bot and i went through the flow yesterday of one of your chat bots and i noticed that you utilize a lot of emojis is that a intentional thing that you have done to help humanize the conversation a little bit Yeah because when you talk to your friends on WhatsApp you use gifs you use emojis in order just to keep things light and fun so i want to come across as that gentleman buddy of yours i don't want to come across as a teacher trying to teach you things i am an enabler here and those are some things that comes from our brand book that who am i i'm an enabler to help you get on the gentleman grooming journey and if ever you like to elevate your life and become the better version of yourself i'm going to be there i think one of the things that we've lost along the way in business to consumer communication is we feel that we have to somehow sound different to a consumer if you're a business that's trying to chat to the consumer the answer is no you must chat to the consumer the way they are used to conversing with their friends with their family members and we use emojis gifs 
we do it all the time, right? So why can't the brands that we converse with do the same? And that's really our vision of the world. We want a business to live on a consumer's WhatsApp list along with parents, friends, families, high school groups, college groups, work groups. And the experience of conversing should be no different. I feel where brands need to start focusing on, especially in mediums like this, where you're trying to personalize at scale. There's a lot of technology available, a lot of platforms available, but that final message that you write that actually goes out as a message from you or back to you, how you're responding, a lot of effort needs to be put into humanizing it. And only then you'll achieve that humanization at scale. Amazing. Before I wrap up, Rumi, is there anything else that you'd like to add? This whole talent of writing for bots is something that I think we all need to get more conscious about. And especially for D2C brands, especially now, especially today, when your consumers are not just people who are consuming your product, but actually consuming you as a brand. They're living with you. They are talking to you on social media. They are looking at your blog. They are reading your mailers. They're coming on offline and meeting you there. And sometimes the journey actually starts from offline and then comes to online. That is so important for retention as well, because that will lead to good word of mouth. And especially for a startup, a good word of mouth is a major currency. I think we are getting to a point where chatbots and conversational commerce, all of this stuff is going to get mainstreamed very, very soon. So what's really important there is how much care you're taking in projecting your brand into a consumer's life. And you're now dealing in the currency of conversation, which means it's very intimate, it's personalized. So a lot of care needs to be taken in the crafting of the messages and the conversations. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Conversational Messaging Podcast by Gupshop. If you liked that conversation and want more of that, make sure to subscribe and tune in every single week to listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage. Thanks again, and we will see you in the next episode.